Welcome to the Break Free to Brilliance podcast, where we have inspiring and insightful conversations about breaking free from life's biggest challenges to find fulfillment and purpose. I am your host, Seema Giri, an international speaker, best-selling and award-winning author, book writing mentor, and publisher. I bring you real-life stories of healing and transformational journeys so that you know that you can create life on your own terms. Our heart-centered guests are the everyday heroes that you find in your backyard, from mothers to sisters to friends to entrepreneurs and authors. Join us to hear their positive and powerful stories so you too can learn to live with purpose and joy. Welcome to Break Free to Brilliance podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you for another amazing episode. Today, we have a wonderful guest, Charlotte Allen. We're doing a series from our for our book, Break Free to Health and Vitality, which just became a number one international bestseller. Before we get started, we're going to do our grounding meditation and get us to be present in the here and the now. So this is a great time to close your eyes. And if you're driving, please follow along, but don't close your eyes. Okay, so taking a deep breath in at your own pace. And as you exhale, just let go of anything that is not serving you at this moment. You may have had meetings before and you have things to do afterwards, after our time together. With your next breath in and exhale, just let go of all those things that are on your to-do list. I promise you they'll be waiting for you when you're done. Taking a big inhale in. And with your exhale, just get more comfortable in your seat. Make sure your back is straight, but relax. With your next inhale, I would like you to bring your focus to your heart. And think of a happy moment. It can be from any time period of your life. And relive that moment as if you're living it for the very first time right now. Think of the joy and the bliss that you had, the people that you were with, and how that made you feel. With your next inhale, just take that right in and embody that feeling. With your next inhale in, I want you to bring your awareness to your crown chakra, which is on top of your head. And as you exhale, think of a second happy moment and relive this one as if you're reliving it for the very first time. Think of the joy, the bliss, and the peace you felt when you had this experience. Really feel it in your body, in your heart. And if a smile comes upon your face, let it naturally happen. And with your next inhale in, I would like you to open up your mind and your heart to the possibilities of what you will hear today. Maybe it's something that you need to hear, or maybe it's something that someone you know needs to hear. And I would also invite myself and Charlotte to open up our minds and hearts to what our audience needs to hear from us today. And with the next inhale and exhale, we'll be here in the present, right here, right now. And you may open your eyes with a great big smile. Charlotte, welcome to our show. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you, Seema. I'm really excited to be with you today. So when we did that grounding meditation, what came to your heart? The, I usually have an image when that happens. And my image was of this great big hug, not a crushing hug, but one of those like squishy comforting hugs. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. 
So before we go any further, I would like to give a formal introduction of Charlotte. Charlotte is the author of Charlotte Allen is a consultant, speaker, and author. Rebel success means embracing your uniqueness out in the open, publicly, and learning how to embrace others' uniqueness. Charlotte teaches how to bring together all of the innovation, the diversity, and uniqueness of individuals while stimulating innovation and people-centered meaningful change. Charlotte has over 20 years of leadership experience, including 16 at Kraft. Charlotte has over 20 years of leadership experience, including 16 at Kraft Foods, working with the iconic brands. She holds a PhD from the Ohio State University and a certificate of management from Kellogg of, at Northwestern. She is a best-selling author of Rebel Success for Leaders, Lead, Grow, and Sell Fearlessly. Charlotte, that is an amazing background that you have. Can you share with us your journey to creating Rebel, Rebel Success? Yeah, absolutely, Seema. Um, I will say, <clears throat> I tell the story about kind of how Rebel Success came to be in the book, um, but it really started young. It really started with how I made that step forward into um, doing something that nobody else that I was living with or around or in my family had ever really done. I I knew that for me, growing up in a rural Maryland um, area, um, having the opportunities that females do with teaching or nursing, um, never visiting any other part of the world, um, not investigating, you know, it was kind of like my life was scripted. Um, and all I had to do was plug into the script that somebody else created for me. And, and from that very moment, I was not going to to be scripted. So the rebel in me started very young. Um, the rebel in me um, continued um, to flourish as I moved through careers, as I shifted from healthcare to food, um, and then out of food from a corporate employee to an entrepreneur. Those are kind of the big highlights. Um, and I'll say that rebel success, though I had never really articulated it before, um, when I sat down, and I said, it's time to write a book, right? Because I had gotten the nudges and I had gotten the nudges to speak and um, I had already been consulting. But when I sat down to write the book, it was really about how do I bring forth who I am and what I stand for, right? That's, that's kind of, I think, what many of us think about when we are thinking about, about becoming an author, so as we think about that, we think about, okay, for me, it was really about how do I harness this rebelness, if you will, and how do I make sure that's combined with success? Because when I took a look back, my entire career and my life, even before I had a professional career, was really about how do I speak my truth through my rebel? How do I be uniquely me? and still be successful with it, right? Those behaviors were honed over and over and over again. Um, they were tested in new environments. They were given an opportunity to flourish. Um, and, and that's really, I think, what is meaningful to me. And also, I want to say that <clears throat> there's a lot of rebels out there. There's a lot of us, right? And those rebels are often told they have to be the ones to change. They have to be the ones to mold themselves to whatever the norm is. They, want, they need to be molded to the world. And I would like for them to understand how they can be uniquely themselves within the world and bring that uniqueness and greatness and unconventional stuff that only you can bring forward. So that's kind of my hidden mission with Rebel Success for Leaders. Uh, Charlotte, you've said so many important nuggets in, in what you just said. And I would like to point out one of the most important ones. You felt your life was scripted. As an Indian woman growing up in the U.S., and I think even 
Indian women or Asians in living in their own country feel that their life is scripted and they just need to be plugged in. And you also felt that way. So it's mm -hmm. not just a cultural thing. I wonder if it's, we can say it's a woman thing, um, but I guess men also are, have certain expectations set for them, which they, they need to follow based on, and you, the other thing was based on other people's expectation. So that is so cool to know that it's not just a cultural thing. We may see it more in certain cultures than the other, but globally, it's a phenomenon that all women face and feel. But I think we're so connected in that way. And I love how you're giving rebel a more positive connotation than what it has a natural negative connotation. So I, I love that. And I think that is so important. And that is what I'm trying to do in my own way, saying, you know, you need to be your authentic self. What you're really saying is you need to be your authentic self. If we are born in a certain way with certain thoughts and ideas, that's what is needed to come out in this world. And then we're being suppressed because that's the expectation of society that we have to, yeah. you know, blend into that norm. Mm -hmm. I just gave a talk the other day on self-love, self-care. And that's exactly what I said. It's like, you know, we're all expected to conform. And what a boring world if we're all conforming, right? Mm -hmm. The number one responsibility all of us have is to be ourselves. Right. And I love how you're bringing that forward saying rebel. So rebel is just meaning be yourself. That is so wonderful. Congratulations yeah. Thank on bringing you. that up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But doing something like that can also be scary. And you said you started this at a young age. Did you have to do a lot of, I don't want to say fighting in a, uh, in a bad sense, but, you know, just pushing forward and pushing through with the resistance maybe provided within the family and in your society? Um, yes. Um, so, so I will say, um, thank you for drawing that cultural connection. Um, even though I grew up here in the U.S., I'm, I'm obviously not Asian um, or um, any other cultural denomination. Um, but, but what I will say is that I grew up in a very traditional um, house um, in a very rural community. And, and I think that's an environment where there are expectations and then that there are things placed on you. <clears throat> so for me, um, what was stressed as something that was really important was education. Mm -hmm. um, so I took that as my way forward and I used that to change my, to change my path. Okay. Now I was, the, I was the first one to go. There was nobody there to help me. There was nobody who had ever really left home. There was nobody who knew how you were supposed to do this going to college thing. Um, I think there's some folks who assume that everybody in the U.S. goes to college. There are still so many people who don't and can't go. Um, and for me, it was I was one of the first. So I faced um, I faced a lot of obstacles because I didn't have any help within my circle at the beginning. <clears throat> there were obviously people who helped me along the way, but that was a new behavior, right? That was a new behavior for me because I hadn't really ever sort of met new people and figured out you know, the whole networking collaboration piece that I do so well now, that was not part of what I did before. Um, so I think, I think for me, it was a lot of obstacles, a lot of obstacles. And it was, I, I have never once, I will say this, I have never once in my life known where I was going to end up. Okay. So when people say, did you know you were going to go to college? I was determined I was going, but I never knew where I didn't know what my degree was going to be. I didn't know what my profession was going to be. I've changed so many different times. I couldn't have told you when I was young that I would have written a book and become a best-selling author. So I think at each juncture, I'm moving into the unknown, right? I'm moving into a place where where there's a lot of either discomfort or fear or holy cow, what am I doing? Right. Um, but it is all driven by what my gut and my being is telling me that I need to do. So that is the consistent part of how I've lived up to this point. 
that is another huge nugget you just gave. Being connected. So it sounds like you were really connected to yourself. You knew what you liked, what you didn't like. You knew what you wanted. You might not have known what it looked like and what form it had. And you followed your gut. That's the other thing I'm always saying is follow your gut. Even though, um, you know, we're, I think all of us are living with some level of uncertainty. Some people are comfortable with, some people are not. Mm -hmm. And where you end up is, is um, questionable. Even those people who follow a, a path of knowing, right? That they're going to go to college, they're going to study this, they're going to, they don't know what jobs you're going to get. Right. They're not going to know. I mean, after I finished college, we had a recession. So, you know, really didn't do, um, didn't get a job right away in my area. And mm -hmm. then when I did, I found out I, it's not something that I really want to do, right? But I was told to take certain um, paths. So I did that and, you know, ended up somewhere totally different. I believe that when you don't know your purpose, your purpose somehow finds you one way or another. So yeah. it's so wonderful to have had that experience for you where you knew what you wanted and you had that courage to follow your gut. That, I don't know what that is like. I mean, I just recently in the last, I think seven or eight years have started listening to my gut, my own gut and mm -hmm. following what I'm supposed to do. And it has led me to, you know, working with wonderful, amazing authors like you and compiling anthologies and getting your stories out there. Um, so I'm so glad I started paying attention. But yeah. happy for someone who is not in the <clears throat> habit of doing that, I think still so many women are not in the habit of doing that today. What advice would you give them to get started on that? How do you recognize that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Seema. And I will share with you my personal experience with getting out of whack with what my gut was doing. So um, I think this probably happens at least once, if not multiple times. Um, in your life, right? Even for folks who may perhaps have, have been very instinctual and kind of been very in touch, I think there's almost always a time when you, for whatever reason, get a little on a detour. Um, so for me, um, I was working, <clears throat> I was obviously succeeding in my career. Um, I was, um, how shall I say, you get to this point where you're kind of a little comfortable, right? You, you get life's responsibilities, you get um, obligations, you know, maybe you have a family, you know, there's stuff, whatever the stuff is for you that, that kind of, that kind of lulls you into this, this place where you're like, I don't know if I want to do that, or I don't know, I'll just stay, this is fine, you know, and, and I was there, I was, I was not growing, right? I was not listening to my intuition. I was not following my gut. And then other weird stuff, start, I call it weird stuff, weird stuff started happening. Like um, I started, you know, like my health deteriorated. I started, um, you know, having a lot of stress. I started not being clear in my decisions. I started, you know, there's like relationship stuff negatively that started happening. So for me, um, all of that, looking back, at it is kind of like, huh, I really wasn't following my gut at that point in time. And then how did, how did I switch that out? Right. So I think, I think what I talk about now is <clears throat> if you are in a place in your life where you feel really comfortable, right. If you're feeling kind of like you're just hanging out, you don't really want to do anything. You don't really want to change. Um, it's all just fine, right? So this is that sort of middle of the road life, right? That we're all living. Um, and, and then there's this little nudge usually, or this comment that says, hmm, maybe you should do this, or maybe you should do that, or, and you always turn it down. Um, I would say that awareness to know that that is in fact a signal. When, when you get to the point where you are so comfortable, um, you do not want to experience like literally anything new, Right no new hobbit, ha hobbies, no new habits, no new um, work experiences, no new home experiences, like no travel, nothing. You, 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 that's kind of a signal. And it's not, a, it's not a red flag signal. It's kind of like one of those low level signals mm -hmm. that you don't really hear or see, but it should be something that says, wait a second, that's a problem. 
right? Because if you, we, we are human beings that are built to grow and develop and become, you know, different, right? As we progress through life, we are not people who are supposed to remain static and in one place. So if we are remaining static and in one place, then that should be a signal that it's time to start thinking, right? So, so when you get there and you're like, huh, okay, something's going on. I need to pay attention. Then how do you pull yourself out of it? Right? So the things that I have often talked about um, are things like, um, you know, spending a little bit more time by yourself in silence, I think is great because that allows you to begin to sort of filter in some, some new things in your mind I think asking yourself a series of questions about what you're passionate about, about maybe what you did when you were younger, maybe um, the things that you enjoy, the things that you find joy from and, and writing those out. So journaling is a good, uh, good habit. Um, for me, a lot of clarity comes from exercise. So I ask myself these questions before I go on a run or before I go work out. And usually something is happening while I'm exercising to give me some kind of a clarity point. You need to find what it is for you. But awareness is always the first step, right? So if you're if you're not aware of it, it's going to be hard to move it forward. But a, awareness would be the thing I would suggest that you start thinking about. That's a great input because... Many people just feel like, oh, life is just going on and mm -hmm. that's it until something more, more critical happens, like your health or something. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a great point of saying that because I'm also trying to let people create this awareness that you don't have to get really sick or something major doesn't have to happen. Just noticing that, okay, maybe you're a little static, maybe you're becoming a little stagnant is a great way to start questioning yourself at that time. And that's usually before anything major happens. Yeah. Don't usually. wait for that big whack on the head. Because <laughs> yeah. that big whack will be coming, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I've also noticed, Charlotte, have you had this experience that until you learn a particular lesson, you keep getting it over and over again? Yes. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. unfortunately right and then and then you need to start asking yourself okay what was I supposed to learn that I missed right because obviously I thought I'd learned something right but it's not really what you were supposed you know whatever was meant for you to take from it so I would encourage our listeners if they're experiencing anything where they're having a repeated a recurring issue happening over and over again even if they change the people even if they change the location Mm -hmm. Nothing constant is you that's moving in all the different areas. Stop and think, you know, what is it that you're supposed to learn? Yeah. And if you're experiencing for the first time, at that time, ask yourself, what lesson, what mm -hmm. is the biggest lesson for me here? And hopefully you learn that and you don't have this recurring problem again. So, Charlotte, you already are a best-selling author. You have your solo book, Rebel Success. And yeah. then you participated in our Break Free to Health and Vitality mm -hmm. anthology. Yes. What inspired you to participate in this anthology after <clears throat> writing your solo book? Right. Um, so I, if I were to, to articulate my personal passions, um, health is one of them. Um, so while I am super passionate about Rebel Success for Leaders and what we do about uniqueness and how to instill those skills, um, and those approaches within individuals and businesses, I have a huge passion about health. And for me, <clears throat> the anthology Break Free to Health and Vitality was an opportunity for me to show how those go together and, and really help people understand that while they are becoming uniquely themselves, um, that can be exhausting. That can be something that takes a lot of your energy and your time. And I wanted to have an opportunity to talk about how, how you need to approach your health and vitality during that phase. Because honestly, if you are not paying attention to it, your message, your unique stuff is not going to break the light of day. And that's really sad. So you have to, you have to figure out how to approach this with some level of health, vitality, you know, nurturing of yourself as you're on this journey. Otherwise you'll just burn out. So that's what Pat, I was really passionate about the topic. 
makes so much sense because people are going to follow a more vibrant leader who looks good, feels good, and is able to walk their path, right? Versus someone who is not. So you won't really be able to, you won't be able to leave the mark in the world that you want to if you don't include your wellness and Absolutely. your health and vitality along with it. So that's why I was so excited that you were participating in this because I, when I give some talks, I talk about the missing secret to success, which is self-care. Mm -hmm. uh, self-care is not just about, you know, having wine, champagne in a bubble bath and manicures, right? It's, it's about eating healthy. It's about exercise. It's about having a growth mindset. It's about all of those things. It's about setting boundaries. It, there's so many things that help you become the person you are and the person you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what was different for you during the writing process of, the, of Break Free to Health and Vitality? Well, it was shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I didn't have to write. I didn't have to write as much. Um, but what was different was was um, what was different was really the opportunity. I think to talk about um, how how this one thing. Um, while I have a lot of other things I talk about with Rebel Success, but when I think about it from health and vitality, I am so passionate about that. Again, if people are not taking, I mean, being rebels, it can be very tiring. It's also extremely exciting, right? So you tend to live in that excitement and you tend not to stop and, and want to take time for yourself or recover, right? You tend to just constantly want to live that higher level and, and you won't, again, you won't burn out. So, so I think what was different for me was really about how to um, communicate that um, in kind of a really crisp fashion. Um, and, and share that with, with the world. Other than that, I think, I think for me, um, the process was very similar, um, similar to the book that I had already written. So share with us how you make sure that you are incorporating some of these practices that help you live your life with health and vitality. Yep, so the thing I talk about in my chapter is really about recovery. And um, quite honestly, it's something that I skipped, didn't do, ignored, wasn't aware of, fill in the blank, um, for a very long time. So I did not recognize that I needed it. I, I didn't understand how much my body needed it. Um, so for me, um, it's really um, about um, kind of being aware of that and um you know, I'm kind of big, I kind of like data. So sometimes I'll use like, like trackers, you know, we've got lots of wearables for these things. Um, how, how good is your sleep? You know, if you feel good, that doesn't necessarily mean your body is recovered, right? So for me, I need to get a little feedback as to like, where am I? And what does that mean? Um, and, and I think some of it is awareness. Some of it is, can I do everything I, I want to do? Um, I, I always work out, right? So I, I've been a yoga practitioner forever. So I'm a hot yoga girl. That's once a week. I run because it helps me clear my head. I've just added um, this week, actually, um, some work working out that will give me more muscular mass. Um, I don't want to get necessarily beefy, but I also don't want to lose any muscle mass in the future. So for me, it's really about, okay, how do I stay strong? How do I make sure that I'm not um, losing that, which is something that we all need as we get older. Um, I've always been extremely passionate about the food we put in our mouth and, and having worked in the food industry, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, understanding what's in it. I'm passionate about making sure that we are um, incorporating things that are fresh as much as possible. Um, I, we cook at home a lot. So I do that. Um, we eat all kinds of foods, but um, in moderation, obviously. And, and I really promote I try to promote the fact that you need to be aware of how you feel. So versus a caloric intake or versus, you know, a pres prescribed diet, I think if, and, and so often we're out of touch with this, but if we can figure out how to get more in touch with how we feel when we consume something, our body is brilliant. It will tell us 
It will give us every message we need to know as long as we're able to hear it. I think so much of what we do kind of clogs it all up. It's like, it's like your ears are clogged, your nose are clogged, your head's clogged, your eyes are like blind and you cannot understand what your body is telling you. Um, <clears throat> but if you can get to a point where you understand that, your body will tell you when you need to stop or when you need to eat a little bit of something or a lot of something else. So that's what I try and practice and advocate for. That's amazing. I mean, you, you, it's so important as a leader to practice what we're sharing with people. And I so agree with you. I don't think we allow ourselves to feel as much. I don't think we're even, many people are even tasting the food that they're eating because mm -hmm. they're basically gulping it down, eating fast, eating at desk, eating while we're, and before it was, you know, while you're working, now it's doing Zoom meetings, not mm -hmm. even adding in the bio breaks for the Zoom yeah. meetings and stuff, you know? So we're just, mindlessly eating not even tasting the food and i strongly believe like you that you need to allow yourself to feel how it feels while you're eating to use all of your senses while you're eating so your body can really absorb all of that mm -hmm. nutrient all that beauty all the things that it has to offer you when i started doing that it's made a huge difference so yeah. i i totally agree with you and I encourage our listeners to, you know, have a colorful plate, eat a rainbow, but also feel the texture, look at the beauty of it, and take in the smell. Those yeah. are also important. The other day, my husband and I went for a walk and we could smell all these beautiful smells and aromas of people cooking in, in their homes. And I wondered, does it actually taste as good as it smells? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that always a thing that if it smells good, it'll taste good. Um, but I'm sure that is the case. So tell us what is the name of your chapter and what you hope the reader gains from it, reading your chapter. Um, so my chapter is about rebel success secrets um, to health and vitality. And what I hope they gain from that is, is, and what I hope, you know, so first, let me say, there's a ton of really phenomenal authors that I've met along this journey with this anthology. And I think the work that you've done to pull all of this together allows any reader to pick any chapter and gain something from it. Okay, there's something for everyone in here. Um, I think for me, the thing that I'm super passionate about is, is that I talked about in here is like making sure you're recovering. And, and I'm hopeful that you get at least a strategy, right? Because we all hope that you take home one thing, if not more, but one thing that will help you move forward to your journey to better health and vitality, wellness, right? I think that's all that we can ask for. Um, and that's what I hope folks get from it. That's an important point. Take one thing and try to implement that one thing that resonates with you now from whichever author, and then keep coming back to it. This is more like a resource kind of a book. And depending on where you are, as you grow, you can implement the second or the third suggestions that people that the authors have made that you have made so that's that's really important because sometimes people try to implement so many things and then mm. they're not able to implement anything yes yeah. the quantity is not the idea here it's the quality so take one thing that you really resonate with and then implement that and that's with anything not just you know the messages we have in the book but um, you do want to do that how is your whole journey of being in this anthology from the beginning to, to the end? It was, I think it's been great. Um, again, I did not know what to expect from an anthology. Um, I think if I were, I think it was super smooth, well-organized. Um, the best-selling campaign was well done. Um, the part I did not recognize or I wasn't really internalizing at the beginning was how nice it is to get to know some of the other authors um and and understand kind of you know what each person's position is so in in um and i think that's an um perhaps an un or maybe a hidden gem maybe that's the way to phrase it um it is really understanding kind of like what we all do so whether or not it's connecting on the work that you're doing for the chapter 
or whether it's you connect with the person and you're like, wow, we should like do something outside, you know, in business or in personal world because they just are such a cool person. So I think that's been kind of like the hidden surprise for me, which has been kind of fun. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful to hear. Yes, because everyone, although, although we're coming under the umbrella of great faith to health and vitality, there's so many different ways of doing that. And then every author has their journey and what they're trying to bring forward into the world. And there's so many opportunities to collaborate and, yeah. and, and network and bring things together. And I'm just so happy that you chose to be in, in this journey with me and with all the authors. And my mission is to create a better world, make this world a better place, not just for me, but the future generations as well. It's something that we need to give back to. And as we're creating this, we are becoming the people who we're meant to be. We mm-hmm. emerge with our gifts. And when, when all of us do that collectively, we are making the world a better place. We're giving people options. And most importantly, showing them the possibilities, showing them what the possibilities are. Some of us have come from a really um, a difficult situation, in a really extremely difficult situation to what we're doing now. You know, um, people have heard my story before. 11 doctors called me a hypochondriac when I couldn't figure out why I was so tired all the time. Why do I have this inflammation? Why can I not feel rested even after sleeping 18 hours you know they said it's all in your head but I had to listen to my gut who kept saying no see when there's something wrong and go to get six eight up to 12 opinions to finally get diagnosed properly you know I was and then becoming bedridden after that not being able to hold my child not being able to do anything and being told that this is your life forever Mm. to fight against all of that so that was kind of like I didn't use the term rebel but I was like you know that was one word that sums it up (laughs) I was a rebel in my own way not listening to my family my husband my parents who told me to believe the doctors Mm -hmm. and had I done that who you know I'd still be bedridden probably but it's just fighting through that and fighting just finding a way out even though there's no proven path so now what we're doing when we come together is showing so many proven paths mm-hmm. and there's so many ways. And you, all you have to do is take that one step and one step at a time. It's the baby steps that you take. It's accumulation of the baby steps that will give you the bigger change. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being part of that. And if you do nothing, you'll never move forward. So doing one thing is still a step beyond where you were, right? you have a free gift for the audience? I have a um, quiz that they are welcome to take if they're interested. So my website, rebelsuccessforleaders.com, there's a quiz on there that will um, give them a sense for what their rebel characteristic is that they're strongest in. So we have, I have four that I've developed. And if they the quiz is free, um, I give them a summary for free. Um, I'm not going to ask them to do anything other than take the quiz so they don't have to worry about that. Um, but it's essentially just a, a better self-assessment along the principles that I that I speak about and that I teach about to give them a sense for themselves and kind of where they land. And they can do something with that or just say, yep, that's kind of what I thought, right? That's great. And that's a really great way of understanding yourself a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I encourage all of you to take that quiz and the website and the links are going to be in the show notes, so be sure to get that. Charlotte, do you have any one last word of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, I think the word of wisdom is just a reminder. Um, take one step every day towards your brilliance, towards your uniquely you. Um, even if it's a baby step, some days it could be a big step, but make sure you're taking a step, right? Um, it doesn't have to be a step everybody sees. It can be a step in secret, but take a step every day. That's my one last bit of advice. That's a perfect advice to end on. Always take one step. You don't have to reveal it to anyone either. And it's not, uh, it doesn't have to be significant. I think many people get stuck that, oh, it's not a significant step. You know, it, 
even just going up and down the stairs once is a significant step. Mm -hmm. So take that step. And until next time, Charlotte, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, this is Seema. Send me a couple of edits there. <laughs> That's okay, Seema, you did great. <clears throat> and thank you, it was fun. Yeah, I loved getting to know you a little bit better. I think we haven't had a chance to talk a little more. Um, but where in Maryland did you grow up? Um, so the small town, was it's called Aberdeen. And there's an army base there. That's probably its claim to fame. Um, it's northeast, northeast of Baltimore. Oh, so I was in Baltimore, in Maryland, twice. I was, um, when we first moved from Germany to the U.S., we came to um, Owings Mills. Yep. When my father taught at the, I think it was the, um, I don't remember the name of the medical school. It was a medical school in Baltimore. John Hopkins? No. University of Maryland. There's probably a lot. It's like Chicago. There's more than one. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Um, I don't think it was, well, I can't remember. And then we moved around after that. And then my parents came back to Maryland. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where my mom passed away from lung cancer. Oh, wow. And then the second time they came out, they lived in Boyd's, Maryland, near Gethersburg. Yep. Closer to the mountains. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So that was my two times experience in Maryland. So you've had crab cakes, or are you not a fan of crabs or crab cakes? We've had more crab cakes in Cape Cod more than Maryland. Got it. Hmm. Yeah, not nice. Not too fond of um, seafood, but this time around, that we really didn't have time to do much because I was taking care of my mom. Yeah, mother and the kids, and um, I really didn't have time to do anything. Yeah. And then when she passed away, my kids didn't want to stay there. So we moved back to California. Got it. And how long have you been in California? It's going to be seven years now. Wow. Yeah. I've been here in the Midwest. Well, I've been in Chicago for a little over 20, but I've been, a, I've been away from home since like undergrad. So I just keep moving to new places. Um, Is it your job that moves you or your husband's? Um, the first few moves were for school. Um, we moved here for my job. Um, my husband, um, he, we both now work from home. He travels internationally. So as long as we're by an airport, he's fine, <clears throat> but we're here and it's a good community to raise kids in and, um, we're kind of pretty well connected. So, um, this is where we are for now. Yeah. Nice. I, I have not been into the Chicago area yet. And I grew up here. <laughs> oh, I haven't had the opportunity yet to do that. Um, well, don't come in the winter unless you really want to experience the winter. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we won't be able to do much then, right? So they have well, you can do much, but people who aren't used to it tend not to want to do much, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. So we've had our share of um, of snow and. No, and because we lived in Massachusetts, so we've even yep. had snow in March and April. Yep, we do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but I think that has its own fun, right? It wasn't fun as a child because I had to shovel the driveway. Oh, you didn't get to play with like snowball fights. and We did that a little bit, but then, you know, the driveway was a big task too. Yeah, that can be not so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, um, I'm just um, creating the, the release dates for these podcasts. Okay. So I will share that with everyone. I'm going to lead it up to January or, you know, closer to, so you guys could get the visibility. I'm just talking to a couple of speakers, trying to see when they're available before I set the day for January. Okay. I was thinking January 21st, but then my husband pointed out that my sister-in-law passed away on that day last year. Ah. It's going to be a one-year anniversary. And I was extremely close to her. 
So he's thinking my energy level might not be there. So I'm just thinking about that. I think I'd rather be busy that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in honor of her, um, because it is health and vitality. She died of breast cancer. Wow. So it could be meaningful, right? It depends on how you feel like you'd go through that for sure. Exactly. So, yeah, I think I would probably, but more importantly than even that is um, the dates the speakers are going to be, be available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right now, January from a standpoint, I don't know that I have a whole lot on my January calendar yet. So um, for me, um, you know, there's like little snippets of stuff that's on here, but um, when you get closer, just let me know. Yeah. I will share that as, and I'm going to confirm that soon because we do need to start sharing that out with people. Mm -hmm. um, so be doing that soon too. We'll have a couple more meetings. I'll put up the dates. When is it usually better for you? You know, I, I have to say, I'm sorry. I've not been able to get to the meetings because um, I think <clears throat> they come because I'm, because I'm two hours ahead of you guys. Yeah. Most of you guys, anyway, they just come in a either like after school when I'm supposed to be doing kid stuff or, you know, when I'm already scheduled at a meeting. So um, I was like, I was like, I feel so bad. I haven't like really been there, but then I'm like, I, I am going to show up and do what I'm supposed to do for the yeah, launch. Yeah. And everything, so. No, I totally understood that because you were at least communicating and responding um, mm -hmm. to us. But yeah, that's why I was thinking, okay, let me next time before I schedule a time, <laughs> let me check with Charlotte. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, it, it's um, usually I can, I can schedule it in. I don't honestly, but you were usually in the morning. I was in the afternoon, like 4 p.m. PST. So it's person at 6 p.m. for me, which is usually between something dinner and something whatever's coming next, right? So it's usually my, I finished my work shift and I'm doing my home shift. Um, <clears throat> so that makes it a little bit of a challenge for me if it's that but late. Morning better? Right. As long as we're not overlapping one of my meetings for me, morning is great because I think Rebecca's tend to hit my calendar about 11 a.m. when she was doing them because she does them nine um, uh, California time. So, yeah, usually that hits my my calendar at 11. So. OK, yeah, so I'll try to just alternate some of the meetings so then at least at one time we all can be on together. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then usually I'll I'll check just to see if, if you as long as you tag everybody, I'll check to see what I'm supposed to be doing or what I'm supposed to know. <clears throat> I'll do that. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was so wonderful catching up yes. and doing this podcast with you. I'm looking forward to what comes next, Seema. You're doing a great world, a great, great service for lots of people. Oh, thank you. That warms my heart. Yes, you're doing awesome. I'm gonna watch your marathoning too because you know i'm not doing anything beyond a 5k just because i have no motivation so i'm excited to see what you're going to be up to thank you yes i'm striving for this um did you see my post where i i should have titled it accidentally walked 15 miles i accidentally yeah. walked 15 miles. i saw that it was really funny your zombie thing that's coming up and you accidentally walked yes i know that was great yeah, um, it's just amazing because I couldn't like six months ago, I couldn't walk more than three miles. Wow. Something or other was just happening with my ankles or something. And I don't know, something clicked and my body's just allowing me to. I think I just said, I'm going to love you no matter what you are, how you are, because I was I was really trying to lose weight and I stopped eating everything. I'm following autoimmune protocol and I was doing this um, intermittent fasting yep. I've been doing it for six months and I only released 20 pounds. Wow. I thought I would have been at least 30, if not more, at least 30. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy life. I guess if I've done everything possible, I've given up the only, the only spices I'm having are turmeric and salt. <laughs> I've given everything up. <laughs> And if I'm still like this, then you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the food I like. I'm going to try to do everything healthy, but I'm just going to start enjoying it and just love my body the way it is. And this yeah. is how I'm supposed to be. I'm a healer. So um, that's what I'm, they say healers tend to be a little bit of this size. So 
in this lifetime, this is the body. (laughs) Well, you know, and never, you never know once you start, you know, my husband was not, was kind of intermittent. He would only eat dinner. Right. And he would eat whatever he wanted. And finally, I think for him, it was that his metabolism was just a little shut off. Right. Mm -hmm. So once he started exercising and working out, that's when his weight came off. Um, and then we sort of supplemented that with some different food choices. So I think for every person, it's different. Um, maybe once you kind of do this, I'm going to do some extra activity, whatever that happens to be for a while, maybe things will be different for you and you can go back and try some of the other stuff again. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I can't think of anything else anymore. Cause you know, I'm, I'm doing the weights, I'm doing yeah. the walking, I'm doing um, all kinds of positive things. I don't even think negative anymore. I mean, it's well, not the, the self-talk, it's not even there. Um, I'm, I've begun to talk about body positivity. That's what I did the talk mm-hmm. on. And I talked about my care process. So yeah, let's see what else comes, what I'm supposed to be doing. There's probably a lesson in this <laughs> somehow some beyond what I'm already understanding so yeah sometimes we can over try I, I would say you know try too hard we yeah um yeah. it's like that being versus doing thing so yeah yeah so I'm I have a stop a rest point now like the recovery you're talking about and just going to enjoy because I'm doing all the things I possibly can so yeah. there's no guilt anymore mm-hmm. um, of that so yeah, my goal is now to be able to be healthy enough where I'm able to take care of myself and, you know, have movement, not dependent on anyone else. That's the yeah. worst thing. I've, I've been in a position where I was dependent on someone else and that's the worst thing. So as long as I'm not that anymore or mm-hmm. ever, and as I'm getting older, I don't want to be a burden on my kids. That's my goal now. That's and awesome. Do that, that's going to be great. Yeah. Just have my own, maintain my dignity and my independence. That's the biggest thing. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful goal. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. So life is meant to be easy and enjoyable. And that's what I've just, now that's my focus. Wonderful. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. I look forward to talking to you more. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Break Feature Brilliance podcast. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. Through this transformational journey, I hope you can see yourself taking similar steps, breaking free to your brilliance and creating the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe to Break Free to Brilliance wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow along with us on social media using the links in the show notes below. We'll see you again for next week's episode.